Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. So far in the series on motion warp tracking, you've mainly concentrated on the typical application of tracking images to backgrounds using motion vectors. So if you need to do beauty work or cleanup work, add a graphic to a moving t-shirt, add a tattoo or remove a tattoo from a subject, motion warp tracking will happily take on the challenge. However, a motion vectors map or render pass is a really cool piece of technology and you can repurpose it for other creative uses. So for part 6 and part 7, you'll go through an example of where you'll do just that. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then please type the displayed link in your favourite web browser. To get started, import the downloaded media into Batch. There should be two dancer clips with their respective alphas, one clip with animated text lines and a single TIFF frame. To explain what you're about to do, you'll be analysing the movement of both dancers, applying that to the animated text and finally building a 3D composite with the various elements. Please bear in mind that this is one workflow and you can come up with so many more through experimentation. So let's start off by analysing the dancing and generating a couple of motion vectors maps. Now in all the previous videos on motion warp tracking, all the motion vector analysis was done in the Action 3D Compositor. This was for the purposes of not having to move between multiple tools. This is still pretty valid and you can check that out in the previous videos. But I want to take this opportunity to show you how to generate motion vectors using a batch node and start driving that data through the flow graph. So go to the batch node bin and locate the motion analysis node. Drag it into the batch schematic and connect the dancer one clip into the node's input. Double click the node for its controls and press F4 for the result view. If you scrub the time bar, you can see the motion vectors being generated per frame. I'd like to point out that these are forward motion vectors and you can read that at the bottom right of the frame. If you toggle F4, you can switch to the backward motion vectors. So the node is generating both types and you'll use both for the motion warp tracking. Now let's apply some creative processes to the motion vectors map. Switch back to batch and drag out a comp node from the batch node bin. Now connect the first motion analysis output, which is the forward vectors, into the front input and the alpha of the dancer one clip into the back input of the comp node. There will be a few connections as the flow graph develops, so hold the A keyboard shortcut and click to add an elbow node into the green connection. Looking at the warning on the red front connection between the motion analysis node and comp node indicates that the 32-bit image has been downgraded to 16-bit to work in the comp node. Not all the nodes in batch work in 32-bit, so please check the online documentation if further information is required. 
Double-click the Comp node for its controls and press F4 for the result view. Under the Blending header, change the Blend mode from Blend to Multiply. So the front motion vectors have been constrained to the mat and will only affect these specific pixels later in the flow graph. Now you need to apply the exact same steps to the backward motion vectors. So return to Batch and duplicate the Comp node with Control D. Drag the second motion analysis output, which is the backward motion vectors, and connect that into the red front input of the Comp node. Next, take the same alpha from the elbow node and connect it into the back green input of the Comp node. You can select the node and press F4 to check its result. So that takes care of the forward and backward motion vectors of the first dancer. Now you'll need to perform the same processes to the other dancer clip. Return back to the batch schematic. To speed up the workflow, hold CTRL and drag a box selection over the group of nodes. Press CTRL D to duplicate the node selection. Now drag those nodes to the Dancer 2 source clip. All you need to do is connect the front of the source clip into the Motion Analysis node and the Mat or Alpha into the Elbow node which will distribute the mat where it's connected. Just go through the Comp nodes and verify the forward and backward motion vectors for the second Dancer. So now that you have these elements, Let's start combining them together. In the Batch Schematic, go to the Batch Node Bin and drag out an Action Node. You'll be compositing all these elements in Action, so you'll need a few media inputs to achieve this. Select the Action Node and press CTRL N four times. The first media input will combine the text with the mat of the dancer. Connect the text clip into the front input and the Dancer 1 mat into the mat input. The second media input will be for the first dancer's motion vectors. Connect the forward motion vectors into the front input and the backward motion vectors into the mat input. Please note that in this case, the backward motion vectors won't be doing any keying. You are simply using the blue input as a secondary source and not as a mat or alpha. The third input will combine the text with the mat of Dancer 2. Connect the text clip into the front input and the Dancer 2 mat into the mat input. Finally, the fourth media input is for the second Dancer's motion vectors maps. As before, Connect the forward motion vectors into the red input and the backward motion vectors into the blue input of the media node. Double-click the action node for its controls and press ALT2 for a two-up view. As usual, action schematic on the left and result view on the right. Delete the image objects and their axis for the motion vectors maps. So there are the two dancers with animated text filling their alphas. Let's reposition them before applying motion warp tracking. Double-click the axis of the first dancer 
and move the image object over to the left. Now let's also position both of them slightly higher in the frame. In the Action Schematic, hold CONTROL and drag a box selection over the axis nodes. As a tip, if you look at the axis menu and you're not in multi-manipulation mode, press SPACE M. This allows you to offset multiple selected objects by the same value. Raise the surface objects by about 50 pixels. Now when you scrub the time bar, you have the dancer movements cutting out the text. But at this point, they just look like cutouts. So now you'll use Motion Warp Tracking to push the graphic texture in line with their dance moves. Select the first dancer's image object and switch to the Media menu. Select the second entry in the Media list. This should be the Motion Vectors maps for Dancer 1. Now call up the contextual menu over the image object, choose Add Map and choose Motion Vectors Map. You can also do this by using the Action Node Bin as in previous videos. Next, double-click on the Motion Vectors Map and ensure you are looking at the Controls menu. By default, the motion is set to Analysis. Since these motion vectors already exist, set the pull-down menu to Forward and Backward. You are now bypassing the Action Motion Vector Analysis. However, it is important that you don't forget that Action will still be performing integration calculations in order to apply the Motion Warp Tracking. These are heavy computations, so you can still cache the motion vectors to help with performance if required. Now let's apply Motion Warp Tracking to the surface. Double-click the surface for its controls and switch to the Tracking menu. Go to Frame 1 and add a reference frame. So the dancer will be undistorted at frame 1. Now go to the last frame. You might get a motion analysis pop-up and this is calculating the distortions. The caching time will be dependent on your hardware and any previously cached motion vector data. Now add another reference frame at the last frame. So Flame will be interpolating the distortions between two reference frames. If you scrub to frame 12, you can see the Motion Warp Tracking distorting the dancer. Admittedly, it doesn't look too good, so let's do a bit of tweaking. Increase the Motion Vector Softness to 4%. That smooths things out, but now you'd like more of the distortions. Select the Motion Vectors map and in the Controls menu, increase the effect to around 250. The warping is quite extreme, but it is smoothed out for a pleasing result. Now when you scrub the time bar, the text feels so much more alive in the first dancer compared to the second. So let's apply the same steps on Dancer 2 to get the identical effect. As a quick shortcut, hold CONTROL and drag a box selection around the first Motion Vectors map and its axis. Press CONTROL D to duplicate the nodes. Now connect the image of Dancer 2 to the duplicated axis of the Motion Vectors map.
so all the settings are the same in both motion vectors maps. But you need to change the media to the second dancer's motion vectors map. So select the motion vectors map object and call up the contextual menu. Choose Assign Media and choose Media Entry 4. So both dancers have their correct motion vectors map. Finally, you need to apply reference frames to the second dancer to apply the motion warp tracking. Double click the image object for the second dancer and go to frame 1. In the tracking menu, click Add to set a reference frame. Go to the last frame. You may get the motion analysis box again, but this is for the integration of the second motion vectors map. Click Add to set a reference frame at the last frame. Scrub to frame 12. As before, the motion vectors map is too harsh, so increase the motion vector softness to 4%. Now scrub the time bar to see the result so far. So you're halfway through applying motion vectors in a creative manner. You also saw the alternative method of generating motion vectors outside of action and still using them for motion warp tracking. In the next part, you'll continue with this example and add a 3D floor with ambient occlusions, motion blur and selective reflections. Please move on to part 7 of the series. Don't forget to also check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.